Hey friends, welcome to Scattered People number 22. Uh, we're going through the book of Acts together. If you're new to Scattered People, we're asking ourselves, what is God trying to teach us during this coronavirus lockdown? What lessons do we need to learn as Christian individuals and as churches and even as the church in the UK and across the world uh, before the end of this season? I've been arguing through the book of Acts and through just my own prayer life and trying to understand what God's saying to us in this season. I've been I've been arguing strongly, I think, that God's actually doing something in the church in this season, that this is the most discontinuous moment for Christians and for the church in the Western world for over a century and that God's hands all over it. So we're asking the question by looking at the book of Acts and studying the first church in Jerusalem. We're asking the question, what is God trying to teach us? We're in Acts chapter 5 today. I'm just going to read a few verses and then I'm going to try and comment on them to help you to know what should I be praying for today? What should I be talking to God about today? If this lockdown is going to lift anytime soon, what lessons do I have to have learned and have logged and have prepared for this new season? So we're, we've reached Acts 5.17. If you've got a Bible, read with me. I'll read the verses to you though. Then the high priest... And all his associates, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. Jealousy, that is, of Peter and John and the early Christians who were seeing miracles throughout Jerusalem. These are the people who crucified Jesus. It says they arrested the apostles and they put them in the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go! Stand in the temple courtyards, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. Tell the people all about this new life. So at daybreak, they entered the temple courtyards that they'd been told and they began to teach the people. We'll maybe look at a few other verses in the rest of Acts 5. But I'm seeing parallels everywhere in the book of Acts to this season that we're going through. I don't know how you're feeling about lockdown. Uh, I don't know if you're feeling like this has gone on so long, but I'm seeing parallels here between what we're going through and the apostles being put in jail. I've never read passages about imprisonment in the New Testament with quite such insight. I'm not claiming to be imprisoned, but you know what I mean? You suddenly realize actually it's a massive deal to be trapped in one place. And it's interesting that while they are in this public jail, they get this message from the angel. It's time. It's daybreak. It's time for you to go into the temple courtyards and to proclaim this, the message of this new life. So let me try and help you. Let me try and help you to grasp what God's trying to say to us through this, because there is going to be a daybreak. There's going to be a moment where we're allowed to gather back together in the equivalent of our temple courts moments. And I really believe that God is wanting to prepare us in this season for that moment. We've been looking at this section of the book of Acts, Acts 4, 5, and we'll uh, next week get into Acts 6 together, where the devil throws everything he's got at the church in order to disrupt its mission in the world. I do believe that the coronavirus epidemic is far bigger than the church, but since all of history is effectively church history, we're told in the book of Revelation, 
actually what's going on here is definitely part of what the devil wants to throw at the church. On the surface, you would think that this would destroy the church. The inability to gather on a Sunday or even gather in small groups in our homes for weeks on end, you would think this would spell disaster for the church. But it can't just be everyday church where I'm worshipping, where we're discovering that actually in this season we are growing and we are getting to know new life in a different way. See, I I just love this verse, Acts 5, verse 20, where the angel summarizes the Christian message as the message of new life. Because I really believe it's the message which God's teaching me in the midst of this lockdown and that he wants to teach his church in the midst of this lockdown. You know, whenever you read life in the New Testament, you're to understand it in the way John explains it in his gospel. He says things like, uh, um, uh, this is eternal life, John 17 to know God the Father and Jesus the Son. Um, Acts, uh, John 14 verse 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. John 10 verse 10, I've come to give you life and life to the full. When the New Testament talks about new life, it isn't just talking about a slight, it's not just saying live your best life, you know, kind of secular talk which creeps its insidious way into church preaching. He's not saying that at all. It's describing the Holy Spirit as the life of God. John chapter four, Jesus says to the Samaritan woman, if you knew who I was, you would ask me to give you the water of life, literally. And so when when the angel says, go and preach this message of new life, what he's saying is that fundamentally at the heart of Christianity lies not church paraphernalia, not meetings and church administration, but knowing God, knowing Jesus, the Son of God, knowing the Holy Spirit, the powerful presence of God. In this season, even today, I've just been spending time studying the uh, forerunners of the Pentecostal movement in the 19th century. Men and women who basically said, we are are gonna shut ourselves away and we are going to pray until we experience the new life of God. These are people who started speaking in tongues, started healing the sick, even before Azusa Street and the Pentecostal revival began. They were people who essentially self-quarantined. They said, I'm not going out. They literally, they, they, they tuck themselves away for prayer retreats, crying out. Men, like, uh, men and women like Charles Parham, William Seymour saying, I'm not going to go out until I've, until I've laid hold of this new life. I think one of the big things that God's wanting to teach us in this season is actually just to know him without some of the distractions that come with church life. So that when we get back into our temple courts, that is our Sunday gatherings, and we will be back in them soon, I hope and pray, uh, we will be able to proclaim the message of new life, not anything but the message of new life. Um, I think also included in this is just an understanding of the new life that comes through Jesus. I've been convicted just as I've been pursuing God in this season, just making some time to be with God, just being convicted how much we talk about Jesus as the one who brings us forgiveness from sin and how little we talk about Jesus as the one who brings us freedom from sin and the one who brings us the fullness of life uh, without being entrapped by sin. See, Jesus talks about the blessings which are ours 
through knowing God, all the names of God. I've just been praying through these most days. You know, God, the justifier, the sanctifier, Yahweh Mekadesh, Yahweh Tzidkenu. God, the one who comes in his presence and brings us peace, Yahweh, Yahweh Shammah and Yahweh Shalom, the one who provides for us and heals us, Yahweh Yireh and Yahweh um, uh, Rofek, isn't it? Um, uh, the one who's, the Lord is our shepherd, the Lord who gives us victory by leading us on right paths, Yahweh Rohi, Yahweh Nisi. I've been praying through these names. I've been praying through the seven I am sayings of Jesus in, the, in, in John's gospel where he says, I'm, I'm the life. I'm the way, I'm the gate, I'm the bread of life, I'm the vine, dwell in me and you'll bear much fruit. I'm the good shepherd, let me lead you. Just looking at each of these different names, what does it mean when Jesus says, I'm the resurrection and the life? See, what it seems to me is that the disciples preached a very, very simple message. They preached about Jesus, the life. They preached about the Holy Spirit, who is known as the giver of life. They talked about God, the creator, who breathes life into our dead world. I just love the fact that their message is summarized as this message of new life. Believe that just in this quarantine season, God's taking us on our own Pentecostal journey and getting us on our knees, spending time with the Father, the Son and the Spirit, just worshiping the Trinity, the triune God, for no agenda other than to enjoy him, asking to be filled with his spirit, asking to know him more deeply. And as we do so, getting to know the beauty of Jesus's name, because here's how this chapter ends. In Acts 5 verse 41, they actually get flogged. In other words, they get whipped they, they lose skin off their backs. They are in terrible pain because they are persecuted for the gospel. It says in verse 41, the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they'd been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. This is a season where Jesus wants us to grasp the brilliance of his name. I just encourage you today, uh, look up, if you can't remember them from what I just said, just look up, Google the eight names of Yahweh in the Old Testament. Again, Google the, the seven I am names of Jesus in John's gospel. You'll give yourself a list of 15 different names that you can pray through and ask God to help you to enjoy today so that when we gather back in our temple courts, we're able to proclaim the message of this new life. God the Father and Jesus the Son whom he sent and the Holy Spirit who fills us and who is the giver of life. God is wanting to open up what the new life really means to us in this season. So we finally get out of prison when it's finally daybreak, when we can finally get back into the temple courts. We're not just preaching the same old messages we used to preach. We are preaching God himself as the new life that this world is waiting for. I'm looking forward to being back in our temple courts equivalent. I don't want to get there until all of us have come to a place of grasping God in a fresh way. The angel says, get in the temple courts, proclaim the message of this new life. 
my prayer for you today is that you will get to know this message of good life for yourself. I'll see you tomorrow for some more scattered people where um, I'm excited about the message uh, that I'm going to bring to you, but more of that tomorrow. Have a great day. Post your comments on Facebook and hashtag scattered people on social media so I can see what you're thinking, so I can try and answer some of your comments as well. But have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow for some more scattered people.